Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The impeachment proceedings in Washington, D.C. have frequently lasted long into the evening hours. And beyond thinking about the legal issues that senators are grappling with, we found ourselves here at St. Louis on the Air contemplating something a little more relevant to us, and that is the modern American attention span. When you're used to checking your phone every five minutes, how do you possibly sit quietly for hours on end? listening. Even worse, how do you do it when you're not allowed any caffeine, only a glass of milk? And yes, Senator Romney, it needs to be in a glass. So joining us in studio today to talk about this timely issue is Jamika Falconer. She's a professor of behavioral analysis in the Webster University School of Education. She also has a private psychotherapy practice in St. Louis. So Jamika, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And we're joined by phone by Steve Smith. He's the director of Washington University's Wiedenbaum Center, which specializes in social scientific research in the fields of public policy, economics, political science, and sociology. So, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here. Steve, I want to start our conversation by running over some of the ground rules that senators are dealing with. How long are they being asked to sit at a time? Well, the resolution they adopted at the beginning of the process um, required uh, the uh, House managers to limit their presentation to 24 hours over three days, and the President's Council uh, to do the same. So there was a 48-hour, um, six-day process just for the presentation, initial presentations, followed by 16 hours of a question and answer with questions coming from sitting senators, uh, the questions read by the Chief Justice and then answered by the uh, attorneys for the two sides. Add it all up, and, uh, you know, you're well over 60 hours of, of actual sitting required of... Um, of, of, of senators. And here's a question that's a little close to home for me because I will freely admit I'm an addict. They really can't drink caffeine during these hearings? Well, they can go off uh, outside of the Senate chamber and uh, in both cloakrooms, uh, which are literally right next door, um, there's plenty of food and snacks. So it's not a big, uh, it's not a big burden for them. And a significant number of senators have excused themselves, simply walked out of the chamber for a few minutes at a time, some longer, um, uh, to use the restroom or to uh, grab a little uh, uh, food. So they're not literally locked in. They, they can they're get up. Not, the doors are not locked. <laughs> well, that's good to know. But, Jamika, that still seems like such a long time to me. When I think of 24 hours of an argument, I think of 50 minutes of an argument as being too long for me. So I'm wondering um, how that length of time lines up with the modern attention span. What's the limit of how long someone can pay attention to, say, a, a speech on a single topic? Well, I think most research points to the fact that an hour is really the max for most people. When you think about classes that undergraduates or graduate students take, even for a three and a half or four hour class, instructors are always required or suggested to give a break midway or a third way through the class because you can't expect people to be able to pay attention that long. And when you say there's a break, um, is it important to get up and, and to walk around or even just having a minute where no one's talking? What does the science tell us about how our brains work? Well, science tells us that over the course of evolution, our brains have really evolved. So our brains have evolved by allowing more information to be encoded into memory and um, 
dealt with at one one time because in 1986 we weren't having to deal with all of the stimuli and data that we have now such as phones, tablets, laptops, social media, notifications even. So when cell, for, cell phones first came out, they only rang, remember? <laughs> so you only to... got a call or maybe, I don't even know if they have te- had text messages. I can't remember. So the brain has evolved in lots of ways, but we have so much data overload that the brain really can't compensate for all of the data at one time. What if it's a subject that you're really interested in? Say that you have been just dying to impeach President Trump ever since he got in office. Does that mean you might be able to pay attention longer? Yes. So the studies say that Um, attention is really task dependent. So if you're interested in the task, then yes, you are going to be able to pay attention better and longer. However, 24 hours of paying attention for anyone is really above and beyond. Um, If you're listening to this conversation, we want to welcome you to join us. In what sort of situations do you find yourself struggling to really listen? And have you found ways to improve your powers of attention? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Steve Smith, hearing what Jamika is explaining about what science says about how long people can pay attention, is that something that the Senate has factored in? in terms of breaks. She's saying that instructors are told not to go past an hour. How, how does that work in the Senate? Well, it, it hasn't really worked out that way. Um, <clears throat> the Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has announced um, regularly during these proceedings that uh, he expects to give senators a break about once every two hours for 15 minutes. But as I noted, uh, senators individually can get up at any time uh, and leave leave the chamber. There's no rule that forces them to stay glued to their seat. Okay. Jamika, do we find that attention spans vary widely from person to person, or are we all sort of in that same mean? When we talk about attention, we talk about different parts. So you have what we call a sustained attention, being able to pay attention to one task at a time for uh, some amount of time. Then we have selective attention, which is what most people would employ when they're in a party and they're talking to one person at a party. But then what we are referring to now is divided attention. So being able to multitask or to pay attention to one, two, or three different things at a time. So that changes based on interest. It changes based on many, many, many other factors. Fatigue is one of them. Hmm. Studies say that um, aerobic activity, so how cardiovascularly fit you are, has to do with uh, it determines how well you pay attention. If you're more fit, that might help you have a a longer attention span? Yes. Studies have shown that those who are more fit are able to pay attention better and longer because if you think about it, nerves, blood flow, all those things really play a part in it. Your body's just better conditioned. Yes. So interest is a part of it. Diet, sleep. So it could be that the senators have not also gotten enough sleep. So that could also play a part in how difficult it has been for them. Steve, you've been observing this closely. Do you get the sense that um, most of them are trying their hardest to pay attention here? Uh, They are, um, though some of the uh, uh, inattention is deliberate and political, probably. a couple of media sources. We, uh, we can't see the Senate chamber during the, during the um, uh, proceedings because the Senate controls the cameras and keeps them focused on the speaker. So we don't see senators coming and going uh, through the back doors. But at one point, a reporter counted 21 Republicans 
uh, absent uh, during the House manager's uh, presentation, which was probably more of a political statement than it was the fact that they all had to go to the restroom at the same time. Uh-huh. Jamika, I'm wondering about not somebody who literally gets up and leaves, but if somebody's purposely not paying attention and they're sitting in a room, say, hearing testimony, but they're just tuned out, they might not like the message that they're being given, what effect does that have on the retention of information? Can they still hold that knowledge in their brain? even if they're really trying hard not to even listen to it? No, it has a detrimental effect on the memory and the processing and attention of the information because it's almost like they're, they're not there. So they're, they are there, but they're not paying attention. So if you're not paying attention to the information being presented, that same information won't then be encoded into your memory, meaning that you won't be able to recall that informa- information later. We're talking to Jamika Falconer. She's a professor of behavioral analysis at the Webster University School of Education and also talking to Steve Smith, who's the director of Washington University's Wiedenbaum Center. Um, I want to go to the phone lines here. We've got Kayla calling from St. Louis. Kayla, hi. You're on St. Louis on the Air. Um, we're doing good. Your phone sounds a little um, off. If you could maybe step around and we'll see if we can get you to come in a little better. Uh, what's your question for us? My question is, standing to stretch, is that a good way to increase your... Um, Unfortunately, we're having some problems with that phone line. Um, I believe Kayla was asking if if standing up was maybe a good way to increase... Uh, your ability to listen longer, Jamika? Yes, it can. So sometimes uh, students in class will stand up, move around, they'll stretch, they'll get water, they'll get air, because sometimes being in a stuffy room with not enough circulation can play a part in it as well. Okay. Um, I want to go back to the phone lines. Ron is calling from North St. Louis County. Um, Ron, hi, you're on St. Louis on the air. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Uh, What were you hoping to talk about? Um, kind of touching bases with, with the last caller, like majority of us stand for six to eight hours at a time and ha- are required to do that to provide for our family. This is their jobs. Again, this is one of their requirements. So, so Ron, you, know, you don't, don't feel know. sorry for these senators at all? No, I don't understand why we, why we do. They're there to do a job. You know, if it's, if it's fatiguing mentally, most of us do it physically or mentally. Otherwise, you have to do it if that's your job. You know, I don't understand why they get so much slack. Ron, I think that's a very fair point. Um, So thank you for that. Steve, what do you think? Should we have sympathy for these senators for these hours of testimony, or should they just shut up and deal with it? Uh, Well, you know, some of them aren't the youngest fellows on the earth. Uh, So uh, I think we we have to be a little bit sympathetic about the long hours. And and most have uh, actually been sitting at their seats during um, almost all of the proceedings. But, you know, uh, the two party leaders anticipated that there might be some issues. So they, they issued a set of decorum guidelines before the uh, trial began. And those decorum guidelines, not binding rules by any means, but guidelines, uh, requested that all senators remain in their seats uh, at all times during the proceedings unless they left the chamber, not to walk through the well of the Senate where they get in the way of the cameras, uh, to keep their cell phones. In fact, they installed uh, special cabinets just for these proceedings uh, in the cloakroom so that senators could put their uh, cell phones away before going in, asked them not to chat with their neighbors, not to read extraneous material while sitting there. So they anticipated the need to provide uh, senators at least some, some guidelines about a proper behavior inside the chamber during 
during the trial. I'm curious about that cabinet for cell phones. Um, Jamika, that sounds like something I might need. I find myself constantly just <laughs> reaching for my phone when I'm supposed to be reading a book. Has there been any studies into the fact that maybe you have to actually lock up your phone in order to pay attention? I don't know about studies, but I know many instructors that I'm familiar with have to do that same or similar um, tactic because students will, like even if you tell them to put their phones away, they're going to reach for their phones. So sometimes having them locked might actually be the best option. Steve, I find myself wondering, um, I, I think I've heard some reports that senators have, some senators have fallen asleep. Is, is that accurate? Well, uh, the report uh, is usually based on some drawings that reporters are doing from the galleries, and they've uh, there have been a couple of senators who've been uh, drawn, and those uh, uh, drawings then published. So, yeah, dozing off for a minute or two, I think, has probably happened. Mm. <laughs> I mean, after all, they're starting uh, midday, and they've been running these um, sessions uh, until uh, about 11 p.m. Eastern time. So it's a very, very long day uh, for uh, for sitting there with just these 15-minute uh, breaks during the course of the proceedings, maybe 45 minutes for dinner, and that's it. So we can have, I think some sympathy is required. Here. Yeah, I see Ron's point, but I also, man, I would not want to be one of those senators. Um, and Jamika, in our last minute here, I'm thinking about the fact that um, as you're training future educators, the task of making sure students pay attention in the classroom is one of the most important things that teachers need to learn. What would be some tips or advice that you'd give to senators or anybody who's trying to hold people's attention in that way that teachers have to do? Well, unfortunately, some of the ways that I would suggest for teachers are things that with their decorum rules, they haven't been able to do. So caffeine is one thing that's sometimes used. Stretching, moving, frequent breaks. Sometimes the, the layout of the classroom can have a lot to do with your attention as well. So is it a closed-off room? Do you have windows, enough lighting? Mm. Is air circulating well? What's the spacing between you and the students? So those type of things would have a lot to do with it. But he pointed out something that I wanted to also mention. Sustained attention is very age-dependent. And mm. studies have shown that it peaks in your early 40s. So every time after that, it's in a slow decline from there. So it could be, like he said, they're older, so their ability to have sustained attention for long periods of time is not what it used to be. So, Steve Smith, is it possible that the real answer here is that we need to get some younger people into the Senate? Uh, well, I think that's been an argument uh, made for many, many years, but they're about 20 years older than that 40-something uh, on average, and so this is a fairly old crowd. I should say that there's one desk in the Senate. Back in the Republican corner uh, of the Senate, it's called the candy desk. It's always assigned to a senator, and that senator is expected to keep that desk stocked with little bits of candy. And senators can walk over there and grab a piece of candy, violating the Senate um, precedence on not eating on the floor, and add a little sugar to their diet uh, during a session. And that's been in place, oh, it was at least since 1965. Well, it's good to know that there is some common sense in the Senate. So, Steve Smith, uh, Director of WashU's Wiedenbaum Center, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. And Jamika Falconer of Webster University School of Education, thank you for being here. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. 
Choosewood.com.